We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go ahead, Alex. (laughs) We're live. (laughs) We're live. We're on. Oh, you can't hear anything? Well, maybe we're not live. Well, welcome to the Rotowire podcast. Um, it is November 3rd, 2023, with a muted or deaf Alex Barutha, Shannon McEwen, and Hello. I am Ken K Train Kreitz. <laughs> All aboard. We're going to stick to our usual in season format of news. Fan feedback, waiver wire, DFS picks, and some silliness. Not sure what Alex is doing. <laughs> uh, Alex, why don't you read us our first news item? I'm here. I told you I was having audio issues, but you started the podcast without asking. So this can be an argument we have later, like an old married couple. I did. Um, you didn't answer. You couldn't hear me. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we had Victor Wembanyama. Uh, have a massive game against the Suns with 38 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks, and three triples. Uh, up at 20, uh, up 20 at the half. The Spurs almost blew it at the end. Devin Booker uh, was trying to uh, win the game himself, but the Spurs and Wembenyama went on a 12-0 run late in the fourth. Ten of that came through Wembenyama. Now shooting 79% in the fourth quarter. Um, Booker returned from his toe issue, which is obviously a major news item. He had been out for a while. Still kind of waiting on Bradley Beal. Not really sure what's going on there. Um, had a great 31 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists. Um, Jeremy Sohan also had a bounce back game, Ken. Yeah, we'll get to that a little later. But uh, he's been up and down. But some injury news, unfortunately. Right, Alex? Yeah, Devin Vassell uh, did not play in the second half due to a groin injury. And Pop said he is likely out a while. No idea what that means. That could be like he's out three days. That could be he's out three weeks. Um, Shannon, do you think there's anybody to add with this news? Or is it just is it going to be too much like Doug McDermott uh, taking usage away from other guys? Well, Branham, Branham got the start in the second half in place of Vassell. But it's really Trey Jones who, who piques my interest the most. Uh, Trey Jones, you know, he he played 28 minutes of the bench unit for the Spurs. He led the, the bench unit in minutes played. Offensive rating of 150, usage of 16.3 last night. Finished the game with 12 points, 10 assists, and one steal. 
And that, that's really why I love Trey Jones. It's those steal, or I'm sorry, the assist. And that's the category where he can really step up. Um, he is the best facilitator on that team. You know, you've got other players who have stepped up. So Sohan uh, being the, the, you know, point guard by default in the starting lineup had his best uh, facilitating game of the season last night with nine assists. But Trey Jones is still the guy who has the most upside in that category for the Spurs. So I think he's probably the one who will end up being plugged into the starting lineup uh, if Vassell misses any any more time. So that's the guy I'm picking up. Uh, I like that. To, I like uh, that. Take us to Philadelphia. I like that. I'll say in deeper leagues, C.D. Osmond, if Trey Jones is not available, C.D. Osmond has scored in double digits for the last five games for the Spurs. But yeah, Jones is the guy. Uh, yes, in Philly, a Hardenless, PJ Tuckerless 76ers made quick work of Toronto, 114 to 99. Kelly Oubre got the start, scored 23 on 8 of 13 shooting, uh, played 30 minutes, and also grabbed five boards. Uh, he's averaging, gentlemen, 20 points a game through four games. Maybe more impressive, though, shooting 53%. From the field, we know uh, Ubre has struggled with his efficiency. Guys, is he the new starter at the three after this trade? I wouldn't. I think it's possible. I mean, if I were them, I would start Covington for the defense. And I think having Ubre off the bench would be nice just because, you know, he has no conscience when it comes to shooting the basketball. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure what they'll do. I think either way, Ubre probably sees like 25, you know, 28 minutes a game still. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, given the success that that starting lineup saw last night, uh, if they go and run it back and at least try to see if that works long term. I agree with Alex, though. I, I think they probably prefer to have Ubre be that six man scorer off the bench, uh, but it's hard to hard to argue with the results from last night. And it's still going to take some time for the new additions to that roster to really, you know, mesh with the team figure out their roles in the rotation. So we could see Ubre at least in the short term, stick in the starting lineup. People are talking like, oh, well, Covington's back with the Sixers. That should be easy. But Nick Nurse's system, I'm sure, is wildly different than the crazy process they were running when Covington was with the Sixers a while back. And that, that's one one thing about Nick Nurse, too, is I feel like he really plugged in his best five players in the starting lineup when he was in Toronto. Yeah. And he didn't worry about it. You know, you had Siakam. They would have smaller lineups where, like, Siakam would be center at times. So Nick Nurse might might not care and just go with his best five players, which Uber is one of those. You certainly play the hot hand, at least short term for now. Um, Alex, take us to Utah. Yeah, Utah, uh, they fell to two and four with a home loss to the Orlando Magic. The Taylor Horton Tucker roller coaster, which has been going up and down, it was officially up 15, eight and three with three steals and a block for him. Uh, we finally had Paolo Bancaro have a bit of a breakout game after struggling early in the season, some low usage and bad shooting. He had 30 points and 9 of 13 shooting, 9 boards, 5 combined steals and blocks. We also had Walker Kessler finally have a big block game, 5 swats, but he only saw 25 minutes still, um, has played more than 25 minutes only once this season. They're still leaning a lot on Kelly Olenek. Um, so that, I mean, Ken, are you five worried? Points, I think in that game, right? Uh Four points, Kessler? sorry, yeah. Kessler, four yeah. points on six shots. Yeah, I am getting worried about the usage. I don't – is it – do they think he's a worse fit now that Collins is starting? Uh, yeah, worried about the shots. 
Clarkson is just going to jack unconsciousness. Uh, he's going to take a ton of shots. <laughs> I worry about Kessler uh, shot volume, field goal attempts, game to game. This is get a little concerning. Yeah, I, I think shot volume was always going to be an issue with Kessler. He, he's, you know, they're not they're not running set plays for him. Um, he's getting most of his most of his buckets off putbacks. You know, easy dump offs uh, where he's got a bunny. So, you know, I'm not too concerned about that. The minutes are the big issue for me. 25 minutes last night. And, you know, it, I, I don't think it was properly assessed that the addition of John Collins means this team can go smaller, right? Yeah. You know, Markinen's already playing out of position as a small forward and they can slide those two up to the four and the five and go without a center. And then, of course, the clinic, Kelly Olenek, Still, still crushing it. Still providing value off the bench for this team. So, so that gives them another big man who, who factors in. You know, it. I, I believe Kessler's still a hold. No matter, you know, if you're in twelve team leagues, there might be some yeah. really shallow leagues where you'd look elsewhere if you're fine with blocks. But if you're in leagues that shallow, you should stop playing fantasy basketball, anyways. <laughs> so I'm holding them because I still believe like this team. It's not very good right now. They're going to probably sell some of their veterans. Kessler is one of the long-term pieces. If they, if the season goes off the rails for this team, they're going to keep him around and, and he'll get more minutes as the season wears on. Funny though, that we are complaining on a night when he got five blocks, as yeah. you pointed out, Alex. <laughs> great, great to see those slots. Uh, one last thing we want to hit before we jump into fan feedback and waiver wire. Herb Jones had a big game. We'd be Ooh. remiss if we didn't mention that he, uh, had 21 points on six of seven from the field and nine of nine from the free throw line, five boards, three assists, four blocks, and three steals in 34 minutes against uh, Shannon's Pistons, although Zion and Ingram were both out. Uh, so that is important to note. Yeah, a couple of bad bad losses for the Pistons in a row, unfortunately. Um, Cade Cunningham, uh, you know, the back-to-back games, not a great showing for him. His field goal percentage is a bit of a mess right now. He was eight for 22 last night. Uh, the, the, you know, overall he, he's shooting 40.7% from the floor. Free throws. Great. 86.4 and three point shot is actually much improved this season. Uh, he's taking a career high 6.8 attempts per game and hitting 41 and a half percent turnovers. Another red flag here for Cade uh, averaging 5.5 turnovers per game right now. Not great, not great at all. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I, you know, this is a guy who has played 82 career games. It's his third season, but last night was his 82nd career game. So he now has one full season under his belt as far as game volume goes. So it's still very encouraging to see some of the the signs we have. Averaging 22.7, seven and a half assists, and like I said, three pointers. He's knocking those down at a great clip. So tons of upside, but there may be some uh, struggles for field goal percentage and turnovers, especially those nine category leagues will be problematic. Alex, tell us about our good friends at underdog. Underdog fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick them contests. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first time deposit bonus up to $500 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit RotoWire, excuse me, 
don't also visit RotoWire, but also visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Choo choo, RWNBA. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got you, Ken. Don't worry. That's code RWNBA. Sorry, I was answering a question on a chat to this whole live thing. Ah, I'm too old for this. But that is promotion code RWNBA. Now we're going to our fan feedback, Ken. Yes, fans, please ask us a question. In the comments of this week's waiver wire video, look for waiver wire on the cover of the video. Uh, on the new RotoWire Fantasy Basketball YouTube page, and we may answer it here on next week's show. So, from fan Dylan Twaddle, would you trade Markel Fultz for Andrew Wiggins? Side note: Fultz missed Thursday's game in Utah due to left knee soreness. What say you, Shannon and Alex? I would rather have Fultz. I think he has more upside. Some of it depends on what your league settings are, but I, I mean, and Fultz, Fultz's minutes have been a little low, maybe because of the knee issues. Wiggins hasn't been very good. I would, I would rather have Fultz. I like the Wiggins side. Um, Wiggins has started off extremely slow. Uh, he's averaging 11.4 points, only 2.2 rebounds right now. Um, minutes have been low as well, uh, but I expect he'll bounce back. You know, it's they're, they're still trying to get a handle on the Warriors, still trying to get a handle on their rotation with Chris Paul involved. Dray- Draymond Green's non- now healthy, uh, but I do expect Wiggins is going to bounce back, see the 30-plus minutes that he's been accustomed to since joining the Warriors, and I expect the production will follow. Hmm, okay, so we're split 50-50 there. Uh, if I had to break the tie, I think I'd lean a little more to faults just because I like the value of assist a little more. Um, but I believe now it's time for our waiver wire picks heading into week three. Each of us are going to give two regular picks, which means they're available. players are available in 50% of leagues. And one long shot where the players are available in 25% or fewer uh, leagues. Alex, start us off. Who is your first waiver wire recommendation? It's Tim Hardaway Jr. of the Dallas Mavericks, who's rostered in about 37% of leagues. They have four games next week, uh, the Mavericks do, so that definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Coming off the bench, we're playing 29 minutes a game. Main thing is the shooting volume is really high and the percentages are sustainable. Some of this is Kyrie Irving's been out, right? So they need a little bit more of a playmaker, got to chuck up shots. But he's taking 15 shots a game. Nine of those are threes, 45% from the field, 43% from three. That's not going to come down a lot for, for Tim Hardaway. And with four games next week, you just the shot volume is – you have to take it. Nice. I like it. You know, Tim, I feel like Tim Hardaway has been a waiver wire discussion at least four times every season. The four yeah, games yeah. are clear. He doesn't mind shooting. If you need three, when he's on a hot hand, if you need threes, good way to go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, in my first selection, Malik Monk of the Sacramento Kings. He's rostered on 41% of leagues. He scores, yes, but he also gets a decent amount of assists. He's getting four and a half per game so far this season. Uh, the Kings do have only three games next week. Forgot to point out, by the way, there are three teams 
uh, with only two games next week. That's Cleveland, Portland, and Toronto only have two games next week. So be wary of that. But back to Monk. Uh, Darren Fox is day-to-day with an ankle issue. So they may not push his minutes next week. Monks also qualifies as a guard and forward on Yahoo. Anyway, over four games, 14.3 points, two boards, four and a half assists. Um, so, you know, uh, if you need points, if you need dimes, Monk is out there. Good choice, Ken. My first waiver wire suggestion is Sadiq Bay, swingman for the Atlanta Hawks. Bay lost his starting job to Jalen Johnson. A week ago, but guess who snuck back into the starting lineup? Uh, November 1st, Bay started against the Wizards, played 32 minutes, had 14 points, seven rebounds, and two three-pointers. I would expect that it's going to be the roles between Jalen Johnson and Sadiq Bay are going to be somewhat in flux. Um, you know, add in DeAndre Hunter as well. Um, this team will probably there's going to be nights where they sit a player. Um, so Johnson Bay both might be moving in and out of starting lineup, but even, even off the bench, Bay was still seen plenty of run 31 minutes, 25 minutes in his two games, uh, off the bench this season, overall averaging 11 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, 1.2 steals, uh, which is a career high. If he can keep that up, that's going to be solid production for you. And 1.63 pointers, uh, the three pointers should creep up he is a he's hit 2.5 and 2.6 his first two seasons in the nba Uh, i believe he's the most three-pointers ever uh, for a player through the first two seasons of their career Um, and he's shooting a higher clip from downtown this year 42 percent so far i mean if bay increases if his efficiency ends up being legit and he shows an improvement he's not going to be at the 50 percent clip he is right now but if he can shoot 45 46 percent his fantasy value increases considerably, and I think he's he's a lock to be a top 120 value. Well, and ideally, he'd get to play the Wizards every night. That'd be awesome. That would help. That would definitely help. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones 
who get it done. Alex, uh, who's your second pick? Yeah, it's Jalen Suggs out of Orlando. This will be a pretty Orlando-centric uh, thing moving forward for me, but Orlando has three games next week, so pretty average. But uh, Suggs averaging 10 points, five rebounds, two assists. Obviously, it doesn't sound very good, but two steals and 0.6 blocks in 25 minutes. I think he had four steals last night. I would not expect his shooting to get meaningfully better. He's just not a very good shooter. They're trying to market shooting guard, seeing if it works. I think that steals are very sustainable. We know he's a really good defender. Um, he's I when I checked when I checked last night, he was second in the NBA in deflections per game. So that's that's a good sort of sticky advanced stat for steals. Um, and Ken pointed out in our document that Cole Anthony is probably also an option for Orlando. Much more of an offensive player, averaging yeah. 16 points, five rebounds, three assists. Doesn't have the steals upside. So it depends on what you need. You know, if you need the scoring punch. Add Anthony if you need some uh, defense. Add Suggs because they're both rostered about the same. Yeah, better percentages from Anthony too, uh, but uh, steals are hard to find. Uh, with my uh, second pick, I'm going to just repeat, bang the drum again for someone uh, we've always we've always liked this season. Jeremy Sohan for your San Antonio Spurs surprisingly went back down to 51% rostered. I think he was dropped a lot after scoring zero points in game two versus the Clippers. Again, the Spurs have four games next week. As Alex pointed out, uh, Devin Vassell is out with a groin issue. We don't know how long. That's going to be more usage for Sohan. Uh, Pop is letting Sohan figure it out at the point guard. And in a nice bounce back game, 14 points, nine assists, five rebounds on a block, with maybe more importantly, only one turnover last night in that win over the Suns. Uh, Sohan also guard and forward eligible uh, on Yahoo. So uh, position flexibility as well. Yeah, I can't believe how many people dropped him. Um, like, I understand that maybe, you know, he's not. He's, whether or not he's going to be a good point guard in the NBA, very much to be determined. But they're trying him out there, and he's he's a very high IQ player. And he's going to get 30 minutes a game, you know. Like, he's got to be rostered in a 10-team league, especially on a four-game week. I would argue 10 team league. He is a fringe player, uh, depending on the depth of the rosters, 12 team and above absolutely should be rostered. Um, and it would be, it'd be great to have some more clarity on, you know, what these percentages, you know, we're, we're targeting players who are under 50% rostered on, on Yahoo, uh, 25% for our long shots, but how many of those leagues consist of eight team or 10 team leagues? We're not sure. Um, but I think Sohan, Give me 12 team. He's he's an easy addition. I think he's kind of right on the fringe there for, for shallower formats. Now, uh, my yeah. my second pickup, Denny Avia of the Washington Wizards, 44% rostered. He, he is locked in to the starting lineup. Four starts for the Wizards. Only 23 and a half minutes per game so far. But, yeah, when when... Most of the games are blowouts. That's bound to happen. I do think if the Wizards could be more competitive, he'll see more run. He had 40 fantasy points in the latest start against Atlanta, which was a somewhat competitive game. Uh, 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block, two three-pointers. That across-the-board uh, categor categorical contributions, that's what Denny can do. We need a nickname for Denny. He, really he does. Please, 
I never want to have to say that last name again, <laughs> please. But he, I, I love the way he could contribute across the board. 44% roster seems way too low for his skill set and what he can provide for a fancy roster. I'm scooping it up in any leagues where he's available. Um, 10 team leagues, he's kind of in that Sohan range where he's more of probably a bench guy. Uh, but I think he's worth a look because his production can increase as his minutes grow. Okay, Alex, it's time for your long shot, and the re- and uh, the chat area is uh, asking multiple questions about this center situation in Orlando. Mo Wagner, uh, 14% oh, roster. Oh. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. broke his finger, his hand last night. Um, no current timetable. You know, some guys recover better than others. Like Sabonis broke his, what was it, his thumb last year and just kept playing but that was because it was his right thumb and he's the most left-handed player in the NBA. So you may as well just chop the thing off. But uh, regardless, I think Carter's probably going to miss some time here. We saw Wagner as a starter last year for stretches and we've seen throughout his entire career if he gets the minutes, he can put up numbers. So as a starter last year, he was 14 points on good efficiency, 51, 34, 86, uh, with seven boards, two assists and a steal, not much of a shot blocker. And that was in 26 minutes. So I fully expect Wagner to get the start here. I don't know what they're going to do with the backup situation. They have Patatze there. Maybe they'll try more Jonathan Isaac at the five now that they have the opportunity. But that's very that's very deep league stuff. Um, but to me, Mo Wagner is is we have him as a long shot. But to me, he's a he's a twelve team ad if you if you um, you know if you need the production or have someone that you can easily drop. It is it is Carter's offhand that's hurt. Correct. I believe I so. think so. Yeah. It was his left hand. So yeah, it is a left hand fracture for Carter. Um, keep tabs on it. Um, but I agree. I agree with that. I mean, Mo is the guy who's going to get minutes at the five for the magic. All right. My long shot uh, could also be my dull pick of the week, but it's starting forward Grant Williams for the Dallas Mavericks rostered in only 20% of leagues. The Mavs have four games in week three. Uh, Williams was a great streaming option last year when he was coming off the bench for Boston. And now he's starting for Dallas, getting more minutes. So far, early in the season, he's averaging 31 and a half minutes per game. And hey, he drained seven triples on Wednesday. He's averaging uh, four three-pointers a game right now. You know, as you can imagine, a lot of those are sweet setups from Luka. Williams, uh, the corner office is always open for Grant, uh, knows how to catch and shoot those threes. Also, will get you, uh, should be getting better solid defensive stats than he's done so far for Dallas. But uh, I like Grant Williams as a streaming option this week. Grant Williams was made to be a streaming option on four <laughs> game weeks. He's locked into a starting role with the Dallas Mavericks. He's going to get the minutes. His production's going to be a roller coaster, just like my long shot of the week. Malik Beasley, more of a categorical play. If you need three pointers, he is the guy to pick up. Beasley is locked into the starting lineup for the Bucs. He's played 25 or more minutes, started in each game, started all four games. Doing pretty solid right now, averaging 12 points, 3.3 rebounds, two steals. That That's the sweetener right there. If he can keep up and average more than one steal per game, then his value increases. Unlikely since he's never done that in his career, but still something to watch. 
but from downtown three three pointers per game fourth year in a row that he's been around that number he can hit threes that's what he does so if you need three pointers Beasley the only thing he's going to do for the Bucks is stand in the corner and wait for the ball to get past him so he can chuck up a three I love Beasley for that if you're in a league you're you're short on three pointers he's a guy to consider I think that's a good call. Uh, I just wish the Bucks were playing better so he could get more open looks and it would actually help. But who knows? I mean, if you're in a deep league, like you said, you need threes. He's a way to go. Video editor, Alan Soslowski, suggested we mention some drops. I think some obvious ones. Isaac Okoro for Cleveland. They're getting healthy. They only have two games next week. I hope you still don't manage Matisse Thibault in Portland. They also only have two games, plus Thibault doesn't do anything on offense. And then Precious Achua for Toronto. He's now hurt, and they and the Raptors only have two games. Any other drops? How do you guys feel about Max Struess as a possible drop? I'm, I won't be surprised. I mean, I, I think it's very – I don't know if likely is the right word. It's likely that Struess is not really a 12-team guy, in my opinion. I mean, I don't, I don't know if his upside is, like, really inside the top 100. I don't think I'd drop him right now, but, like, he has a pretty quick – you know, if he doesn't, if he kind of goes back to like heat Max Struess for the next two weeks, I'm like, I'm completely fine letting him go and streaming that spot or, or chasing upside elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, currently he's, he's got about top 120 value um, for per game value, at least, you know, the big boost there has been his increased rebounding numbers. He has two big rebounding games this season, 11 boards against Indy, 12 boards against Brooklyn averaging seven per game right now. Um, the minutes are also a career high. I mean, he, he's averaging 37 minutes. He averaged 28.4 of last year for Miami. I actually think he's a hold in 12-team leagues. 10-team leagues, you can cut him loose. You can stream options there. You know, on an individual game basis, on a game-by-game basis, there's going to be a lot of up and ups and downs with Struess. Overall, though, I think he's locked into a significant role. He'll see 30-plus minutes uh, with the Cleveland Cavs all year. Is it going to be 37 minutes? No. Is he going to average seven rebounds per game? No. But is he a 12-point, two three-pointer per game, two, two-and-a-half, three-pointer per game guy? Yes. So if your league values that, he's still going to have solid value. Also, his shooting right now, he's actually on kind of a cold streak. He's shooting 34.8 for the season. He's better shooter than that. He, he should be above 40%, be in that 42, maybe 43 range um, once he gets the the stroke going. So his value actually, some, some areas he's going to show improvement. And that is the end of our waiver wire segment. Alex, tell us about our good friends at Vivid Seats. The NBA season is here. And in fact, the NBA in-season tournament is today or the start of it. Uh, on behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crushing on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. 
Vivid Seats, experience it live. That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. Gentlemen, it's now time for your Friday DFS suggestions and uh, dive right into it. All right, yeah. Before before we start discussing some of our favorite DFS picks for Friday slate, we are running another DFS tiers contest on Splash Sports. Visit rotawire.com slash splash, S-P-L-A-S-H, and sign up for our Rotowire Splash Sports contest for the Friday night slate. Very, very easy format, fun, and uh, I hope you guys join us. All right, 70-game slate, highest over-under. Not much, not much, not a single game in the 230s, Al. What are we going to do? I don't even know how that's possible in the modern NBA. It's really bizarre. Um, as always, you know, we could mention a million injuries here because there are always a million injuries in the NBA, but we have a we have an injury page on Rotowire. So check that out for the updated information. Uh, but we do have um, you know, like you have to you have to monitor the Garland Allen situation in Cleveland. Hallen Burton's questionable. Um, Dinwiddie might come back. What is the uh We do have well one 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 of the big injury news items that we already aware of is SGA is sitting Friday night Ooh. for the Thunder. Who are you looking to plug into your DFS lineup with SGA out? I think this is just. I mean, it could be as simple as just more Jalen Williams, more Josh Giddy. Um, Kaysen Wallace has been really interesting for them. I could see him getting more minutes. I don't know if he's high usage enough, but to me, this just makes me lean more on Jalen Williams and and Josh Giddy. I'm with you. Uh, Williams was my initial dr- plug-in. As soon as I went to set my DFS lineups on both DraftKings and Phantom Night tonight, Dra- Waylon, w- Will- Jalen Williams was the first player I plugged in. He's still kind of that mid-priced range, 6,500 on DraftKings and 6,700 on FanDuel. Giddy's more expensive. I actually think Giddy's uh, he, he's kind of prohibitive. Uh, I, I can't I can't go with him on on DraftKings. 8,400. He's only averaged 28 fantasy points per game this season. I know he's been good with SGA SGA out in the past, but this is a deeper. Thunder team than we had last season. You have Chet Holmgren who's going to step up and fill more of that scorer role. You have Jalen Williams who has, you know, is just a great all-around player. Wallace, like you mentioned, I, I mean, I think Wallace will be interesting, but he's expensive on DraftKings too. Fifty-four hundred for a guy who's really unproven. He's a bit cheaper. Uh, Wallace is a bit cheaper on FanDuel. Forty-two hundred. I like him. I like him in that range, especially if he gets the starting nod. But we don't know who's going to start over SGA right now. It could be Wallace. Could be Trey Mann. Could be Isaiah Joe. There, they could go any which way, and I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and I'll mention. On our Rotowire daily lineups page, which everybody should visit, we have uh, a an on off court stat feature. So when somebody's ruled out, you can click on off court stats and see where the usage goes. Unfortunately, it doesn't provide any more information in this case than we are saying because with SJ off the court, it's a five, it's a six percent bump for Giddy, a five percent bump for Jalen Williams, 
and a 5% bump for Case and Wallace. Also an 11% bump for Isaiah Joe. That's a little interesting if you want like a, a really low priced flyer. Um, but yeah, I think I think everything you said, Shannon, is, is on point. Um, so, some other options I'm looking at. How about, all right, we talked about Trey Jones a little bit. How about Tyus Jones? He has been, yeah, both Tyus Jones and Poole. We can talk about both wizard guards. They've both been very disappointing this season, but on FanDuel in particular, I, I, I find it hard to pull away from them. I, I feel like eventually the wizards are going to have a close game and these two <laughs> guys are going to put together the night, the type of performance that w- was projected from them during the preseason 6,700 for pool and 6,100 for Tyus Jones. I will say that 6,700 for pool is for a guy who could go out there and score 50 fantasy points. Like we know he has that in him. It just seems that, that, that that's too appealing. I can't move away from that. I don't blame you. Um, Ken's in his, in his bullets Jersey right now. Uh, I, yeah. Resident Jordan pool fan. Ken Price. <laughs> Uh, no, I happily switched to the uh, Celtics bandwagon now that I'm living here in, in New England. But uh, in my youth, I'm trying to remember who would be the Jordan Poole example. Uh, Kevin Grevy used to jack it up some for them, but he was more of a shooting guard. He's pretty slow. But uh, now, you know what, what kills me with Poole? Throwing it off the backboard for a dunk when you're down 20 points. How about you just make the layup, kiddo? Your team's terrible. Wretched. And you're, he's wagging the tongue. They're getting their ass kicked on a regular basis. And he, th- he thinks he's like ready for the all-star ballot. It's ridiculous. They're entertainers, Ken. Just enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> I can't for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Shannon. That that um, salary for Jordan Poole is ridiculous, given the, given the volume that he's shooting at. Um, and yeah, Tyus Jones is stealing some of his assists. Because he, I suppose, runs the offense there. I mean, it's it's really hard to say he does when it's like Jordan Poole is taking 25 shots a game. Um, whose offense is it really? But, yeah, at some point, like you mentioned, maybe it's not tonight against the Heat, but if you keep putting him in your lineup at that at that salary, it's going to pay off one of these days. Um, Alex, what is your confidence that Jimmy Butler plays tonight? Game time decision. Uh, I know what you wrote on Rotowire, and we know the Heat and their injury labels are interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's expected to play, but if there's one night to rest a guy, it might be against the Wizards while you're at home. Uh, yeah. So I would just, let's just keep an eye on that, you know, and I mean, even if he does play, right. maybe his minutes, minutes are down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets pulled early. So that's that's a situation um, I would honestly probably avoid. Um, I thought you were going to ask me about the Bucs, my confidence level in the Bucs going up against the Knicks, and I will tell you that it is zero. Um, yeah, I mean, on the on, we were, you know, Nick and I were talking on the XM show, um, Sirius XM, NBA channel, 86. Listen, that's a plug. You guys are um, on 6 o'clock Eastern usually? 7 Eastern. 7 Eastern, my apologies. Um I liked the Raptors plus four the other night against the Bucks. I was like, I'm not, what's the, why would I have confidence in this Bucks team? Um, and I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I, you might have to help me out, Shannon. I don't have the, the um, Lillard's uh, salary in front of me because I'm, I'm away from my normal setup and I got too many tabs open. I can't click through, 
But I saw Lillard's points prop up at 28 and a half the other day. To me, that's crazy. He's not going to average 29 points a game for the Bucs. Not even close. So I'd still be worried that a lot of these guys' um, salaries are too high, especially going up against a good defense like New York. He is 8,900 on FanDuel, which is actually, you know, that's probably about right. This is a guy who routinely is a $10,000 player on FanDuel. So I think seeing him in that range um, is about right. Um, obviously, you know, he's had a couple down games, uh, but that season opener, 57 points, like we know he has that kind of upside. And to get a guy who can score 60 fantasy points in, in a single game under $9,000 is pretty pretty rare um he's at 9400 on DraftKings. yeah my concern for lillard just continues to be like the shot attempts 13 shots a game like it's just i don't know it's not enough volume but i understand i mean if, if you got 8900 left over in your FanDuel lineup and lillard is sitting there it's pretty hard not to be like well tonight's the night right didn't, didn't Giannis admit hey we're still figuring this out oh yeah yeah Clearly and that's are. that's obviously going to be the case like building chemistry with teams like that that are just plugged together and don't have that much time i mean i mean go and look at uh i always bring this up when when the, this type of discussion comes up go look at the heat when they brought in the big three lebron Dwayne wade chris bosh they were 10 and 10 after 20 games a quarter of the way through the season there were 500 team they went to the finals that year they were fine they struggled it took a while to mesh even guys who were really good friends off the court already and it probably played together a lot, international play and whatnot. You know, it took time for them to mesh. And I'm not surprised if the Bucks, you know, continue. Their slow start continues, but they're going to figure it out. I, I think Dame, will he average 30 points per game this year? No, but is he going to be 26, 27 points, a bunch of three-pointers, a bunch of assists? Will Giannis be the guy? Yes, they're, they'll get it figured out and everything will be fine. Uh, are there any other targets on this slate for you, Shannon? We actually have the 0-5 Memphis Grizzlies going up against the 2-3 and Portland Trailblazers. Portland, world beaters, beat my Pistons in Detroit. <laughs> don't, you know, don't forget about it. Portland, don't, surprising. Don't surprising the world with that victory over the Detroit Pistons. We, uh, sharp. Looking we should mention Scoots out. Simon's out. Yep, Simons is out. So sharp. Scoot Henderson, uh, to be determined. He I know he left the most recent game with injury. Um He's so out. he is ruled out already for Friday night's game as well. Sharp technically is uh a game time decision, but he's considered probable. So you have like Brogdon might get in the, put in the line uh starting lineup. Jeremy Grant's gonna assume a heavier role. Uh, Shane Sharp looked fantastic against the Pistons. Yeah. So you know, I do like that Portland side is a bit more interesting. Uh, the values for our, every player is a bit more, you know, a bit more manageable when building a lineup. Uh, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, both very expensive on, on FanDuel and DraftKings. Zaire Williams, you know, starting small forward for Memphis. I like him, mm. but a lot of risk when it comes to DFS. He, he's under 5,000, but still a lot of risk. And then Xavier Tillman. You know, up and down, and, and part of that is been matchup based. I know against Utah, um, the both both Tillman and Kessler, the big men, both had bad nights in that matchup. 
on November 1st because the Grizzlies went small. So then Utah went small and neither played many minutes. Tillman only had 14 minutes. I, he also had three fouls in those 14 minutes. I'm not too worried about Tillman yet. I'm, I'm not confident enough in him to play him in a DFS lineup tonight, but uh, we had some, some folks in the chat asking about, should we drop, drop Tillman? I don't think so. In a 10-team league, possibly. It all depends on how deep your league is, who's available in the waiver wire. In 10-team f- leagues, he's probably a guy who's going to be more of a streaming option and, and, and a replaceable player. In 12, 14-team leagues, uh, I, can't, uh, I can't envision a scenario in a 12-team league where I would drop Tillman right now. Yeah. We have I, well, our, I, can, our... I can envision one scenario, which is when Santi comes back. Yes. Uh, how much playing time and usage will Aldama get versus Tillman? That'll be interesting to see. I, and honestly, I don't know. I need to see what they decide. But uh, Santi got a lot of starts last year when Adams was out. He did. Yeah, in our in our sixteen team stake league, we had I don't know what what the we have Fab on the waiver wire. I think the person who grabbed Tillman might have dumped ninety of the hundred Fab yeah. into Tillman. It was an aggressive week. Well, I've never seen anything like that. Jalen Johnson as well went for. I put I put in like a thirty dollar bid for Tillman, and I was like sweating about it. Uh, so well, since, I, since we brought it up, it was former amigo DJ Trainer uh, blowing ninety percent of his Fab money before opening night on Xavier Tillman. And did I want to screenshot that fourteen minute zero for four night box score? <laughs> I did, but DJ's on vacation, so I didn't bother him. Uh, well, gentlemen, thank you for that fabulous DFS advice. Alex, tell us about our good friends at Rival Fantasy. LeBron versus Jordan. Magic versus Bird. Barkley versus McHale. Tillman versus DJ's fab budget. There you go. Basketball <laughs> is synonymous with legendary player rivalries. They make the game more fun. Give fans storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court, come up in conversation. Now, every player matchup and head-to-head debate can be settled on rival fantasy. Mm. This NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in their next game. Play the rival fantasy in-house challenges or create your own and get a friend in the mix with customizable social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire now and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now before the 2023-24 season tips off. It is time to step up to the challenge on Rival Fantasy. See you in the arena. That's joinrival.com slash rotowire to get a $200 deposit match. All right, Ken, it's time for the old man rant. Arg! Why are Kardashians still a thing? I hate reality TV and prefer my old man bubble of basketball and bourbon. So it disturbed me when I read on ESPN that Kim Kardashian skims are now the official underwear of the NBA. What? What does Kim know about basketball underwear? I mean... She's seen them on the floor, but never worn them on the court, right? They're really comfy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you will not see Kardashian underwear on this body. Arg! You just, you, that's, that's your Christmas present, Ken, just so you know. 
Do you see? Do you, do you see how many people left the chat after you announced that you would not be showing your underwear on live YouTube? They're like, "Oh, that's why I was here for I one guess thing." For enough comp. Right now, I'm wearing your standard classic Lands End old man boxer shorts because they're uh, of the bigger bubble in the back. <laughs> Don't play basketball uh, in those. Do not play basketball. Everything flies all all over the place. Uh, thank you, everybody. This. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. And apologies to our sponsors, Underdog, <laughs> Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. And take us out of here. Let's go to Houston, where Coach Ime Adoka said this about guarding Wimbayana. Quote, we were good on him last game. We have some guys that sat out. They'll get a chance to guard him as well. So we're really not concerned with him. Uh, the Spurs won in overtime, and Wemby had 21 points, 12 boards with three blocks. Attention, passengers! This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs> Alex, clearly, 